Still shopping for the perfect holiday gift? Time is running out, but you can still snag some holiday favorites from Carlos Phillips Images on Redbubble. Head to cpimages77.redbubble.com to find a great spread of original photos and illustrations. For the holidays, order a set of Christmas cards with the Emmanuel design or get an essential t-shirt with the Winter Wonderland design. And those are just two of the 88 offerings at cpimages77.redbubble.com. Charm your friends with the benefits of walking mug and push your trends with the dot-to-dot all-over tote. Click on a design to see all the ways you can gift it, even if it's a gift to yourself. Support independent artists like Carlos Phillips. One more time, that is at cpimages77.redbubble.com. Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Pockets for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. I said Phillips. Are tragically (laughs) not related. Because her last name is Phillips. Yeah, apparently. You are listening to a show where two friends try to entertain each other uh, (laughs) with new observations in the world and commentary on their lives that... They never really expect anybody to remember or bring up again, even though they are well-documented right here. Oof. If I ever become famous, why would I? I'm sure something I said on this show is going to come back and bite me. The same way how I know for a fact things I said on Facebook would come back and bite me, but I don't know how to access my earliest Facebook posts. But I know for a fact I said problematic things. Anyway... Uh, in other words, you said you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, either tell me about your day, your week, or your Thanksgiving, your choice. So I went I went to New Jersey for Thanksgiving. Does that make me illegal? Uh, I heard that the last time I was in a map, everywhere was red except for, like, New Jersey. <laughs> so you might well, it's red now. to New Jersey. <laughs> While I was there, I ate turkey, pie, and stuff. And I'm trying to see if I did anything else fun, but yeah, it's it's been going all right. I'm a little okay. I'm a little out of it because I sat Wait. down to try to like collect my thoughts for the show, mm-hmm. and then Marissa was like, "You want to record?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> I'm sorry. I said no, I no, I wasn't gonna. Dinner like four o'clock. <laughs> I'm home is a mess. But yeah, things things are going all right. How about you, Marissa? I have a hangover. Party Did girl. Of note, no, I just drank in my own house. And when I drink with my boyfriend, if I drink more than two glasses of wine on a weekday, he goes like, whoa, somebody's going to party. And then I feel shamed. But when my boyfriend's not here, I'm like, what's the good limit for a weekday? And I always go, half a bottle. And Eight? then I go, yeah, mm, that's good. <laughs> I'm smaller than that. Uh, so I have a hangover. Uh, not a bad one, but how am I do? I'm, I'm. How am I dealing with it? Hair of the dog. <laughs> I'm drinking wine again. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, Pete, I wanted to tell you something, but I, I didn't want to text it to you because I felt like I needed to explain why I did it. Because I felt bad about myself <laughs> and him. And everyone involved. <laughs> Yesterday I texted you like, what should I buy my boyfriend for Christmas? I'm sorry I'm talking about my boyfriend, but again, there's like no one I see. Also, like, unless you just want me to talk about how bad I sleep anymore and how <laughs> I'm losing my mind, but let's not. Um, so I asked you what I should buy my boyfriend, and you're like, what brings him joy? And I said a bunch of stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll buy him a MIDI keyboard. But then... A moment, like there was this moment today where I realized the last time he really lit up and was like, I want one of those. And I was like, absolutely not. And I was like, not with me. Not when you know me. I will pretend to not know you if you have that. And then I was like, are those affordable? I'll get to what it is. So then I Googled it and I was like, mm, they're mostly for children. And then I got one that you could be up to 200 pounds. And I was like, oh, but it's so stupid and it's lights. And then I was like, wait, we live in a city. There's like no Okay, just place. so everybody, just so everybody's staying with me. For some reason, first I thought it was cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Then I thought it was stilts. But then she said lights. And I was like, oh, maybe they're like light up stilts, like those light up sneakers. <laughs> 
that's where I'm at right now. Okay. And then I was like, he can't even, at the very least, I have until the summer for him to, like, want to use it outside. Because, like, we don't have, like, our apartments don't have, like, a parking lot. And the park we go to doesn't have, like, flat terrain. Oh, no. And, like, it's too cold. And you're not going to oh, just, like, do it in no. the street unless you know how to use it. Do you want to guess what disgusting thing I bought him? Is it an it or a them? <laughs> I didn't buy him a dog. What is... I mean, I wouldn't find a dog disgusting. A cat. No, no, no. Yes. When you when you were veering... So the last thing I settled on, and when I said, oh, what no... Horses. When I said, oh, no... I thought it was okay. rollerblades. Oh, oh, okay. When you said them, I didn't picture multiple its. I pictured something. <laughs> a person, yeah. Like, yes. Uh, close. Huh. I bought him, I don't know. Heelys. Worse, I bought him a fucking... I don't know if it's <laughs> technically... It's called a hoverboard, but it just looks like it's a light-up Segway. I don't know. It's some hoverboard Segway shit that lights up and has a Bluetooth fucking speaker. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. We just... I'm sorry. We were taking a summer walk with this guy's fucking hoverboard, and the music was blasting out of his hoverboard, and I was like, what a chode. And he was like, that's cool. And I was like, no, it's not. And I just couldn't think of anything. And I was just like, I want no part of it, and I never want to be with him. And it makes me judge him that he wants it, but it's the only thing I could think that he'd actually really like and would not expect me to buy. Oof. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Oof. I hope it's not one of those things where, like, you know, I've had situations in my life where I'm like, uh, oh, that's, that's that thing's cool. And then people are like, yeah, here's a thousand things with that thing on it. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna buy him a thousand hoverboards. No one else knows anything, or no one else buys some like silly gifts. Yeah. And part of me feels like he just said it in passing, and he's only gonna use it for a few days in his house, and that's actually what I hope. <laughs> that he'll like the thought, use it for a few days in his house, and then be like, "This is impractical." And My understanding never- is that the man is so. Um, I don't. Oh, I don't know what the right word would be, but like. He enjoys physical activity, so the ease of yeah. use of the hoverboard, I feel like, goes against his inclination to physical activity. So hopefully it I will only be yeah. in the house. He likes things that look fun, but also his ability to be shamed by me. Oh, I didn't realize how quickly I could shame him from doing entire things. So if I just make the wrong face one time, I think he'll never use it. So... <laughs> You're buying him a present to throw away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought I would tell you that I sadly bought my boyfriend a hoverboard thing. Okay, anyway. You have an icebreaker? Icebreaker. No, I was trying to to think of one, actually. Um, I mean, the best thing that I have is that the day that this episode comes out is um, National Sock Day. Okay. Do you have any sock memories? (laughs) What the fuck, Pete? I mean, if you really want to commit to that, I can can do something. (laughs) Uh, Any any sock thoughts? You know what sucks? Wet socks. Wet socks are terrible. Every day I have to go to bed with socks on that I then take off a minute after I'm under the covers, but I feel not okay if I go under the covers without socks, and I don't feel okay if I sleep with socks the whole time. But the sock memory I was going to share was, it's not that interesting, but I mean, it's the only, it's the only mildly interesting I could think of, thing I could think of. Um, in high school, I was so debilitatingly shy. No one short of a few people really knew who I was. Except for, like, when I did a few, like, weirdly not, like, socially weird things. Um, and, uh, this was, I did something so subtle. And now I like to do it once in a while. But it's so subtle, because I found it funny, but, like, no one knew me as a funny person. And no one even knew I existed. But I was in this class, it was, like, creative communications. I don't know, you had to, like, create a TV show. And for some reason, despite me being the quietest person, 
I was chose to be the on-camera personality because I was like, I guess I could teach people how to make a sock puppet. So, like... <laughs> so I'm just imagining you with that <laughs> that inflection and everything. I mean, I guess I could teach people how to make a sock puppet. <laughs> no, yeah, little as vocal fry. Anyway, uh, I became known as kind of funny in the class because... So it was like they really want you needed to learn like video production. So like there would be like multiple cameras involved. Like it was a whole production. Anyway, I chose to. I mean, it's more visual, but I chose to start the show by looking away from the main camera, mm-hmm. but not even being in, in a different place, just looking in a different direction. Then looking at the camera and going, "Oh, I didn't know you were here." Nice. And for some reason, yeah, I do that a lot now. But uh, for some reason, it just made everyone laugh so much and sticks in my mind when you talk about socks that I finally got like a bunch of cred from people for like being funny and not being a lifeless, uh, ethereal force that was barely a person in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how about you? I don't know that I have any sock memories. <laughs> You're duty. <laughs> but Do your you your you memory your memory reminded me of um I also didn't really like I'm still not really comfortable <laughs> with people and everything but I was on the morning announcement news things and yeah we were learning about like TV production and all that stuff and uh they had a set piece like uh, uh, there were all these like movie cutouts and posters and stuff and then they just had a chair in front of them and that's where you would sit and talk about the entertainment news which I don't even know um oh that would be my dream and uh at the end of the show like they would do the entertainment news and you were supposed to be signing off kind of like we do at the beginning of this podcast and uh I always kind of blow like this is a show where blank um And it was like, you just have to, like, leave. And normally people would go, have a blank kind of Friday. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, have a Michael J. Fox kind of Friday. <laughs> and I leaned forward. What that mean? I leaned forward to the camera and I said, because he's right behind me. And, like, there was a Back to the Future poster behind me. And uh, for oh, some reason, that was the thing that, that hit a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be really funny too, especially from you because I mean I wasn't with you, but I know that you weren't like the star class clown. So I think it's more funny when it comes from like someone else. I think I like um, I I I won the electoral college vote that year. <laughs> wow! For best student, best mm. media student, and I think it was because like you were supposed to pick three people and then they would tabulate the results. And I think I was like number three on a on everybody's list. That's great. I like that. <laughs> but I wasn't number one on many people's list. Oh. Hey, so there were a lot what? of people who were like, "How dare so and so didn't win?" And it's like, well, maybe you just keep your eyes shut and your head down, and you just you know slide under the radar. Slow and steady wins the race. Am I right? You are right. Speaking um, of slow and steady. No. <laughs> uh, today is, I hope it turns out okay. This is one that was not forced, but also it's not, there's not some like linear narrative. This is like something that I was like, so none of you know this. Pete is one of the only people who, who, who I feel that I could truly be me. Also, he's seen me, he's seen me in a lot of states. Anyway. When I get overwhelmed, I think I've mentioned before, sometimes I'll tear up. Sometimes I get this feeling that it's like this weird feeling washes over me. And sometimes I get nauseous. Or sometimes it happens all of them. Anyway, I read the headline for this on a website called Refinery29, which I like to read. Mm-hmm. And I got so angry and so, like, bewildered and so confused that, like, a feeling washed over me, and I was just so overwhelmed. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I either need to call Pete to tell him about this, or I need to do a show about it. And like I said, it's not. It, it kind of goes all over the place, but just follow me on this journey. Pete, 
Uh, I don't know if you recall, but um, in 2018. Oh yeah, I definitely recall. <laughs> everyone, including the Washington Post, Time, Refinery Twenty Nine, the Wall Street Journal, The Cut, Food and Wine, basically everyone was writing an article about how quote <laughs> millennials were killing canned tuna. Have you ever seen any of those? <laughs> no, no, I have not. Some of them were saying, okay. Some of them are saying it's because millennials don't own can openers. By the way, I still think people. I don't really know. hope that this is going in a direction that will answer a question because my girlfriend really likes serving her dog food out of a can, and she can no longer find it packaged in a can anymore. It only comes in pouches. Oh. So I'm I hope this extends past tuna. Okay. I'm sorry. It's it's going straight <laughs> back to tuna. Uh, uh, but the reason I bring that up is not because I'm talking about that. It's because that stuck in my mind as soon as I saw this headline that filled me with rage. If you're not familiar with Refinery29, like, do you know Refinery29, Pete? Yeah. Okay. It's like it's like fashion, pop culture, right? Uh, and uh, like and and, and news. Uh, but it's like they had. They are. Um, I think they produced Joe Firestone and Aparna Nancharla's Womanhood. Which is oh. a wonderful series you should all check out on Amazon because it's so awesome weird. Um, I don't know if this makes you seem like I don't know if this makes you seem un. I don't know. If this makes you seem immature. <laughs> but the first, the first website I go to every day is Refinery Twenty Nine. Just because if there's any super crazy world news, it will make it there. But also, I want to know what sales are happening. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I went on today and I saw the headline. How tinned, T-I-N-N-E-D, how tinned fish took over the internet. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, I'm going to assume that it's fish in a can. Yeah. So Now, how can dead fish in a can take over the internet? Well, yeah, first I was like, because I want to tell you all, I hate when any... So this, this is part about the topic and part about how I hate how articles are written these days. I hate any articles that start with millennials killed something. I hate any article that starts with killing the internet, taking over the internet, or this is the new blah, about, blah, blah. What about breaking the internet? Yeah, breaking the internet. Anything like that. Anything that's like, there's such a fucking phenomenon. Because I feel like the internet is so, like, segmented. I'm on the internet every single day. It's also really I, come and go. Yeah, exactly. I I don't check TikTok, so I will say like I'm not tapped into everything, and I don't frequent Reddit that much. But I'm on Instagram every day. I'm on Refinery Twenty Nine every day, and I'm serving the internet constantly. And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Is this real, or is this just this article trying to push it down my throat?" So I'm gonna read bits and pieces of the article, then I'm gonna flip to other things. Okay, tinned fish heads is how Caroline Goldfarb who is a TV writer, podcast host, and the woman behind the wildly popular at official Sean Penn Instagram account, which seems to not be Sean <laughs> yeah. Penn's Instagram account, refers to the ultra-niche fan club that has, in recent months, emerged both online and in real life. How does Goldfarb know what to call the very, if you know, you know, sardine-loving group? Well, she's one of them. <laughs> Earlier this year, Goldfarb quarantined with her friend, Brecca Milstein, and the two spent that time building Fishwife, a direct-to-consumer brand <laughs> that officially launches today and is dedicated not only to serving the existing community of tinned fish heads, but also introducing even more people to the beauty of preserved seafood. Milstein, who works at a music management startup, says that her years of working in the fast-paced, innovative music industry made her feel like launching a business, uh, I'm sorry, made her feel like launching a business was an approachable, but still exciting, endeavor as she wrote out the pandemic. The two were also helped by Goldfarb's extensive experience in direct-to-consumer online sales through the official Sean Penn merch store. I don't even know what that, I don't care. I ignore the Sean Penn stuff. I should have even taken that out because I feel like it's distracting and I don't I don't even know what that is. Okay. I love selling merch online, she says. It's a fucking passion of mine. 
When it came to deciding what they'd sell, the answer was obvious. Tinned fish. <laughs> okay, so at this point I'm going to go to their website. Eatfishwife.com, which just launched. Okay, let's go to Fishwife. Think about so the life you lead where the logical conclusion is fish. Yeah, <laughs> not specific tin fish. Okay, so it's a... Uh, it's an interesting website with some interesting art. What's what's your face? Nothing. Okay. I'm going to go to their story page, the story of Fishwife. Okay, it has some pictures of canned fish. What is Fishwife? The term Fishwife dates back to the 18th century and originally referred to the daughters or wives of fishermen who sold fish at the market. The term gradually evolved into ge- a gendered insult for women who were brash, foul-mouthed, and brassy. <laughs> we relate. Never heard that in my life. Um, okay. Who we are. Our mission is to make ethically sourced, premium, and delicious tinned seafood a staple in every American cupboard. We work with small boat fisher people and micro canneries on the West Coast and Galatia, Spain, to bring premium tinned seafood to you. And there's some other bits, but the last I'm just going to do is meet the fishwives. And it shows the two girls who look like hip millennials. <laughs> Hi, we're Becca Milstein and Caroline Goldfarb. We started Fishwife because we love tinned seafood more than anything and have a sneaking feeling that you do too. We're so excited to dive in, and we love nothing more than to have you along for the ride. Love, Becca and Caroline. Okay, anyway, let's go back. Now, it's also worth knowing. Is it? I don't know. Uh, A portion (laughs) of all Fishwife products, uh, a portion of proceeds are donated to Fair Fight, an organization fighting for free and fair elections in Georgia and around in the nation. It's not a bad thing. just seemed really weird to me that all of the fish proceeds are going to that. Anyway, now, what do you think they sell, Pete? All right, tinned, tinned fish, or I'm sorry, I was raised as canned fish. Yeah, I've never heard the word tinned fish in my life. And that's sort of where I got a little shocked here, um, because I looked up tinned fish on Twitter, and of course the article that you're talking about certainly showed up, but there were also people who made reference to, not at all affiliated with this article, uh, tinned garden peas. Mm-hmm. Um, what? A lot of people talking about tinned peas, tinned meat, tinned tomato sauce. Well, it's um, just spam. I will say, I love tinned meat. I love me a spam, and I love me a potted ham spread. But I'm sorry, continue. But w- w- how did we become so tin focused? No clue, Pete. No clue. It's so, just a fucking can. They're gonna have, um, from what I've seen in, in my limited experience in the supermarket aisle with canned fish, they're gonna have tuna. They're gonna have dolphin and tuna. <laughs> They're going to have salmon, and they're going to have anchovies. Okay. I would have guessed that they had tuna, anchovies, and sardines. That's all that came to mind. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Sardines, I think, is... Yeah. What did I say? Anchovies. Anchovies. I meant yeah. sardines. Yeah. So, they have two products so far, but again, they just launched. Um, they have wild-caught smoked salmon and wild court smoked albacore tuna. Now, you might be like, I'm buying artisanal or whatever fucking canned meat. What's the price? So the salmon is $20 for two, and which I think you get it for $3 in the supermarket, but again, it's probably not ethically sourced. And the tuna fish is $15 for three. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, it seems like it comes in a fancy label, but it just comes in a can. But, like, it has, like, a nice design on it or whatever. But I was like, I wonder, you know, I understand it's ethically sourced. that That's a thing that people pay money for. But I was like, is it made differently? So, the ingredients of these that are five each, uh, the tuna, it comes with wild-caught albacore tuna, 
mm-hmm. extra virgin olive oil, garlic salt, brown sugar, and alder smoke. Okay. Uh, I happen to have bumblebee tuna with me. And it has light tuna, water, vegetable broth, and salt. And I was like, wow, okay, that's pretty simple ingredients. So I would not say I was particularly, like, taken aback by these great ingredients in these uh-huh. fishwives girls because bumblebee tuna is pretty simple, too. But, again, it's probably not ethical or whatever. It is dolphin safe, though. And uh, one of the – well, never mind. It's a good fat, I guess. I was going to say, don't you think one of the reasons that you end up eating tuna is because it's a low-fat, lean protein – and then they're going ahead and throwing olive oil in there. Oh, some some tunas do compact in oil, but even that it's not it's not that much that that uh, fatty usually. But yeah, I don't I don't know. They don't give us the nutrition information. Sounds like they're trying to pass this off as pate, Marissa. I have seen other people sell a tuna pate. I think that's something separate though. I don't know, but this just says smoked tuna. I just imagine um, that all pate comes in a can. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. A tin. <laughs> <laughs> a tin. Uh, I will say, as I go on, I'm not saying you shouldn't buy their tuna. I'm just, I just want to make sure you know all the facts as it compares to real tuna. Now let's go back to the Refinery29 article. Goldfarb comes by her, quote, deep undying love for all things tin fish. Honestly. My mom would send me to school. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was such a, it was such a break to get to oh. honestly just tacked on at the end <laughs> my mom would send me to school with sardines on the regular and I would get so made fun of she says I have a Persian mom so I grew up eating all kinds of things that my American friends didn't eat tin fish was always a super staple in our house specifically sardines Millstone on the other hand turned into a tin fish head later in life I became enchanted by tin fish when I was living for a brief time in Spain, she shares. But I, while I was there, I traveled around and went to Portugal. And there was such an insanely artful culture around conservas there. I don't know what a conserva is. Amelia Stein is not the only American who discovered a new side of canned seafood while traveling, specifically to Portugal. Where in the last five years, it seems like everyone you follow on Instagram has gone, Ooh, are we only rich people? <laughs> Because I haven't been to Portugal and no one on my Instagram feed has gone to Portugal. So check yourself, article. <laughs> uh, we're in the last... Oh, yeah, I said that. Perhaps you even went yourself. The tourist boom, according to Anna Hezel, senior editor of Taste and canned fish fan... Finally, we say canned fish. Is exactly why this specific food has gained popularity in the U.S. recently. By traveling into this culture, Americans are learning how to eat tin fish in a new way, she explains. Hazel points out that many Americans, including herself, grew up using canned tuna in dishes like sandwiches and tuna noodle casserole. These trips to Portugal, though, taught many to think beyond those basic menu mainstays. So many Americans were introduced to the idea of how fun and casual it is to open a bottle of wine and then open a special little can of fish that they'd been saving for a while, she says. First of all, fun is an overstatement. I literally, this inspired me to eat tuna for dinner. Nothing was like, I didn't like laugh as I opened the can of tuna. And two... I just want to remind everyone again, this definitely made it seem like all Americans are going to Portugal. What? Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, let me break from the article here to be like, I was like, is this just Refinery21 pushing an agenda? <laughs> because the person who wrote this article happens to follow tin fish TikToks or something. I was like, are other people writing God. about this? So I wanted to see what else I could find about tin fish, specifically this year. You Eater.com, Eater is that thing where, like, different cities have their eater where it talks about the food in the area. So LA.Eater.com wrote about tin fish in their 2020 holiday gift guide. Uh, they promote tinned fish from a brand called Heroic Italian. They say, it may seem a little funky, but food lovers always welcome quality tinned fish, especially of the variety and types they can't normally find at a grocery store. 
Santa Monica restaurant, Heroic Italian, has one of the city's largest selections of tin fish, including Spanish cockles, Italian branzino, white tuna belly, and baby sardines. This set comes with a handy basket and some crackers to enjoy all the seafood. And that set is $65. I I don't know, man. My, my canned fish experience is limited to like dollar tuna's on sale for a dollar cool anyway yeah okay going on uh there is a vice article from march 2020 uh and the headline is 16 recipes that prove canned fish is actually rad as hell (laughs) uh it begins saying tin fish has gotten a revival as the perfect souvenir from anyone who spent their summer vacation (laughs) eating bocarones i don't know what that means in Barcelona, or had a friend who went to Portugal, parentheses, because of course they did. What is, what is everything? Anyway, <laughs> that oil pack European tin fish is trendy, but it can be hard to find and pricier than most of us might want to spend on any single canned food. And that said, if you're sleeping on the canned food at fish options at your standard grocery store, might we suggest broadening your horizons beyond chunk tuna in water? No shade to Starkist. We love a classic tuna salad as much as you do. But the world of oil-packed canned fish is brimming with so much more rich, briny flavor to add to your cooking. Uh, I'm just going to stop there. It, it, you, Thanks. You get it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Today.com in May 2020 had an article titled The Wonderful World of Canned Fish. Subtitle Pop open a tin and you'll unleash endless possibilities. Okay. Uh, a Bon Appetit article on May 2020 titled Where to Buy Tinned and Cured Fish Online. If you think you hated canned tuna, you haven't had the right canned tuna. And uh, <laughs> last, last but not least, the New York Times in June 2020 had an article titled Tin Fish, Three Ways. Anchovy crostini, tuna stuffed peppers, canned clam pasta, eat them separately or do as David Tannis does and make them a home meal. All right. So I was like, fine. Like, it's here and there. I don't feel like the internet's fucking booming with, quote, right. tin fish heads. But it, it's in a couple places in 2020. So I decided to look on Instagram. Again, maybe there's stuff happening in TikTok, but no. Uh, even though, do I have a TikTok? Yes, but I haven't looked at it for a long time. It seems a little <laughs> okay. So I went to Instagram, and I decided to check tin fish hashtags. Uh, so there are 8.6 thousand posts hashtag tin fish. 86 posts hashtag tinned fish heaven. 63 posts hashtag tinned fish porn. Uh, 43 posts have hashtag tinned fish forever. And 40 posts, Pete looks so unhappy. He like literally has a frown. Anyway, and there are 40 posts, hashtag tinned fish is the best. It is worth noting that on Instagram, there is not one post, hashtag tinned fish head, tinned fish heads. Okay. Anyway, back to the Refinery29 article. By the way, just before you continue, um, James, if you're listening, please... Please don't call us with your testimonial about tin fish. Why? Because he's just gonna he's just gonna tell us that it's actually good. Well, I will say this: I love tuna. Like I said, after reading this, I wanted tuna today, so I had a tuna sandwich. Um, I used to eat tiny anchovies in Korea, and they were delicious. But I don't know. I don't know if they came in a tin. I think they came in a bag because they were dry. So I usually dried tiny anchovies on rice. My father likes to eat sardines on crackers. Never tried it because they look greasy. And there I don't like two, fish faces. There are two posts on TikTok that are hashtagged tinned fish. There are no posts on TikTok that are hashtagged tinned fish, tinned fish head. 
So I wonder where she got, where how she quote knows that's what they call themselves. That's interesting. Whatever. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. That heart for doing the. I do not have a TikTok, but I do have access to Google, and I don't ask it questions. I don't beat around the bush. (laughs) By the way, I just want to let you know that uh, (laughs) before I continue, I was going to do another topic. I Googled, is Grimace an upside-down milkshake? If you have listened to... uh, Double Threat. Double Threat. I was like, that doesn't sound right. And I was going to do it about McDonald's mascots. It doesn't look like that was correct. Just so you know. <laughs> he used to steal milkshakes. I don't think it was an upside down milkshake. Twitter also has no hashtag tinned fish hit. Okay, so I think she made that. Anyway, we'll end on more of the article. I cut out a whole bunch of the article. It was Thank you. Dumb, Again. But I felt like this was something. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to explain why. I wanted more of like why they thought they needed to do this. Because I'm just like... Uh, Again, okay, I'm going to, let me let me say this. I do understand that ethically sourced products are something very important to people. And I'm not saying that they're unimportant to me. I'm just saying I'm cheap. And I don't buy, I don't go out of my way. To, why are you making your face? Because you don't like that I buy, that I don't buy ethically sourced things? No, I forgot there's tin sausages. Oh, my mother used to put Vienna sausages and rice and beans all the time when I was a little kid. I didn't like them. No, I think I did like them. Yeah, I've eaten plenty of Vienna sausage. Stop it, because I see your face and it's distracting me. (laughs) Anyway, while Fish Life's mission is to introduce tin fish to a wide audience through its direct-to-consumer models, the co-founders were sure to incorporate one aspect of the food that appealed to those bougie buyers who discovered the art of conserva in Europe. I like that they don't explain what conserva is. Anyway. Uh, fast forward. Okay. They were saying people were bringing back these beautiful cans and celebrating them as their own aesthetic objects. So that being said, the people who, who made Fish Life, they did make cool-looking cans. Mackerel. Ma- yes, mackerel. I guess that's a, kin- that's a tin fish? That's a conserva. Oh, okay. It looks like it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do the work for Refinery 29P. They, they failed. Anyway, um, <laughs> so basically they made really nice tins, but they don't, I mean, they don't look like they came from Spain or some shit. But anyway, uh, I specifically wanted to bring up something they said that annoyed me about millennials <laughs> or Gen Z. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward. Okay. Together with some designer named Donbo, the two founders ended up with branding that had a connection to the vintage aesthetic that so many tourists had been drawn to. Thanks to a healthy dose of humor and whimsy, the branding also (laughs) makes fishwife products approachable for those who haven't experimented with tinned fish before. It's not like you had sex with different types of tinned fish. Anyway. Or like drugs, like you haven't tried these different variety of drugs <laughs> yeah also i don't really look i'm okay with pot no. but i i'm not comfortable experimenting with cocaine but they just sell tuna and salmon unless they're gonna branch out like who the fuck hasn't fucked with tuna anyway quote we want to appeal to young hip gen z folks but not alienate older generations because it's fun and playful and beautiful we feel like everyone can love it I do not want my tuna marketed specifically for Gen Z. I want tuna that cost two dollars. Of all the things that you could call canned tuna, like nutritious and, again, like a lean protein, affordable, beautiful never comes to mind. No? No. When I crack open a can of tuna, I go, (laughs) I don't like tuna, guys. I love tuna, but it smells gross. And I don't like having any leftovers because then the fridge smells. Yeah. Um, then Marissa well, takes it to work and leaves it in the refrigerator. Yeah. She's that girl. <laughs> and then I go, ew, who did that? Mm-hmm. That's not a joke. I sometimes do that. <laughs> uh, for all the people that love tin fish because they grew up eating sardines or because they traveled to Portugal, 
Okay. I'm sure Team <laughs> Fish exists outside of Portugal. Stop, like, indirectly bragging that you went to Portugal. Like, this what article was sponsored by the Tourism Board. Yeah, like, Portugal. what are you doing? <laughs> um, and I'm just like, who the fuck is buying this? Anyway, the article ends saying, So far, it seems to have worked. In August, Fishwife launched a beta box to test the market. Both Milstein and Goldfarb called the response to the test overwhelming. People really responded to the branding and really responded to the story. I think if you expect zero sales, then you're definitely going to be overwhelmed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so many tin fish heads are coming out of the woodwork to say, are you fucking ready for this, Pete? Wait, wait. It's tuna good to be true? <laughs> no, that would be fun. Yes, tin fish should be cool. <laughs> the way I'm done. Yes, tin fish should be cool. Tin fish is sexy. Tin fish deserves to go viral, go far shares. We have more than 500 people on our waiting list. I think if this is already... Okay. I think if something is already in 90% of people's homes in the cabinet, hmm. that technically is like a non-computer-related type of viral. I feel like tuna has been viral since I was a child in that everyone has it. Everyone it's as viral as McDonald's. Yeah. So, like, what do you want? You want, I'm sorry, you want tuna to have its own TikTok? Yeah. What, what, what do you want from tuna? Okay, stop acting like you fucking invented tuna. <laughs> and Refinery 29. Do better. better. <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> so that's it. I, I know it, it wrapped around an article, but, but I, I felt like the way we've talked before, like, what constitutes as a subculture? What constitutes as a trend, as a movement? And I was like, is this a fucking movement? And is it a movement if it already exists as an unspoken movement? Again, like almost everyone has fucking tuna in their fucking cabinet. Yeah, maybe we don't all eat sardines, but we're all and eating tin fish already. People who don't have it, like me, don't want yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like... Well, Pete, as somebody said, I don't remember who, you might have just eaten the wrong tuna. Am I right? Let me hear now, everybody. Am I right? Okay. Do you have any questions? Don't, because I have no other information. But Remember, like, mercury poisoning? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. Yeah, so, um... Thank you for listening. I felt, even though it wasn't like traditional, I felt like maybe this was like a like a callback to like my early like Venmo episode, <laughs> or something. And people like that Venmo episode, okay? So, um, also I just want to say, a lot of new people seem to be listening. Some that I didn't necessarily want, or some <laughs> that I'm okay with, or some that I forgot to block. From my face, from my Instagram stories, when I shared it, um, just know that one. Sometimes I talk and I don't think about what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Two, um, I know I'm crazy. <laughs> We're crazy. We're silly. Whatever. Don't, you don't speak for me. You don't speak for me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, three, I, I don't know what I'm about to. I, I like don't remember anything I said. And four or five. We didn't do this topic because of you. <laughs> nothing is a jab at you. Whoever you are, nothing is a jab at you. Pete, do you have anything to say to our new listeners? No, thanks for coming by. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, according to our statistics, content. we had a thousand listens in one day, and we're still trying to figure out how that happened. Uh, that's chilling, and I, I don't know if I like that. Because yeah. the more people that listen, the more accountable I have to be one day for things. I say. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so I fixed our I fixed our feed so that it doesn't just display the latest twenty episodes in your application of choice. Um, so now some people maybe are digging a little bit deeper into the past. My girlfriend being one of them, and like 
she hasn't said anything like super weird or anything but um I, I guess I'm just gonna say on Marissa's behalf, you know, like if you start talking about something that we did on the show, there's a very good chance that we don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, Pete mentioned a whole. I'm not saying I'm not even I'm not even saying like a thing that we said in passing. I'm saying like a whole entire topic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I, I have no idea. Um. Uh. You know what's interesting, Pete? Sometimes when people say I'm really funny, but I know I wasn't funny in that episode and I'm like what do you find funny <laughs> like what do I me as a you? <laughs> person uh okay plugs um I want to plug the Christmas season's coming up mm-hmm. which means that we're definitely going to have to have a couple of Christmas episodes at the end of the month here so that'll be fun. Thanks for coming back after Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving break. Um, and what else do I want to plug? Are you asking me? I don't know. I feel like I got some... I feel like I'm just really... I start the show and my brain just, like, flushes everything out of it. No, it fine to me. I'm going to plug birds. Birds? Or nerds, nerds birds, or birds? birds. Okay. okay, I'm gonna. The Audubon Society sent me a sticker that I can put on my car that says I'm an Audubon Society member. Mm, you might want to be careful with that. You don't want. <laughs> I know, Marissa. I don't know if you're joking, but um, yeah, it seems what like every organization that I get behind, become like, and within six months has some questionable stuff behind it yeah the audubon society was in the news because of some um racial discrimination and then and then when marissa and i well marissa when i joined mufon for marissa yeah (laughs) then mufon also had some issues that went down um and both organizations i feel immediately tried to distance themselves from the perpetrators but um but, you know, like, it makes a, a lamer headline when you're just like, hey, this guy who used to work at MUFON, or used to run MUFON, uh, you know, was trying to pick up an underage girl online. Instead, you go, what I'm saying is you don't say this private citizen, right? You have to yeah. tie them to MUFON in order to make it a sensational story. And even then, it's not really that sensational, right? But... <laughs> but no, I get it. Be careful okay. who you support, guys. Yeah. I'm still sad about MUFON. Like, right fucking after you bought me that membership. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am going to... Did, have you seen the... Not I, I don't... I have a feeling you didn't see it. But have you seen, like, promotion for the, the Christmas movie Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart? I don't think so. About the lesbian couple who... Kristen Stewart needs to pretend she's not a lesbian. No? Kristen Stewart, that's just funny. She actually was enjoyable. And actually, Aubrey Plaza was, like, not crazed. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen you play a non-crazed woman. This is interesting. I would uh, say that was a really funny um, Christmas movie. That was my favorite Christmas movie so far this year, even though I think it's the first one I've seen. But it was really fun. So building off that a little bit, I do want people to know that um, the Mel Gibson movie called Fat Man, where Mel Gibson plays uh, Santa Claus, um, it's not as bad as you think. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's a... But you have to be okay with um, Santa Claus shooting a first mel gibson yes thank you marissa for pointing that out um you have to be okay with him being like i don't want to say an expert marksman but like pretty good okay (laughs) um you have to be okay with the fact that like one of the more creative aspects of the story is that because fewer and fewer people believe in santa claus santa has fewer and fewer houses to visit and the government subsidizes him uh, for for the toys that he delivers and everything like that, and so this is interesting. So when few, 
I shouldn't say subsidize. I believe it's they finance it, right? And okay. so at the end of Christmas, he's got no money because he's not delivering presents to as many kids because they don't believe in Santa anymore or they're not being good. Um, there's a lot of naughty kids out there, Gen Z. So, <laughs> so, um, so then he has to make a difficult decision to sign a military contract with the elves uh, so that they can start because their production is obviously so good that you know they you know they can put things together and get them out fast but now they're not making toys they're making weapons and so there's a lot of complex things in it it's certainly not for children but um yeah it's 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 a fun it's enough watch interesting i'll be <laughs> <laughs> it's you have to go in with the um what do they call it the suspension of disbelief that you would go into crank with it's okay, certainly not okay. nearly as good as crank <laughs> but i mean if you yeah if you do want to watch a movie where you need suspension of disbelief i mean definitely do it for statham yeah or gibson uh this is not a plug this is a this is a statement i saw the undoing Okay, to anyone wondering, I saw it. It was fine. It was good, but then it was fine. Do you know what that is, Pete? Everyone in the world seems to have watched it. I haven't watched it. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant looking hella old. Uh, A therapist's life unravels after she learns that her husband might be responsible for a widespread disaster. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Okay, I thought you might watch it. Never mind. I just want you all to know I watched it. <laughs> That's all. And if you, you want, want to know what she thought, it? you can join our Patreon. <laughs> yes, I will only tell you what I thought of you join our Patreon. If you have any suggestions of topics that we could cover for our particular Christmas episode, you can go to yallheard.me and you can fill out the request form, or you can call us at 570-POD-WAD-1. And you can leave us a little Christmas suggestion there. Um, if you want to be a diligent listener, you can, of, of course, dip into our archives and see the Christmas topics that we've covered in the past. But as we lead towards the Christmas season, um, yeah, I don't know if Marissa has any ideas. I do. Uh, I know that I will forget what I covered. I did Krampus already, didn't I? Uh-huh. And we uh, did the Yule Lads, and we did that Santa Claus is real, and okay. we did Reindeer. <laughs> Hmm. I'll figure something out. Yeah. My girl. Uh, if you want to give me my Christmas wish, slide into my DMs. Not that you slide into my DMs and I'm going to tell you my wish. Sliding into my DMs is, is my wish. Slide into my fucking DMs. Oh, Not sexually. Christmas is a DM from you. <laughs> exactly. That is all I want. Oh, baby. Oh, did you see that Mariah Carey is having a um, Christmas Spectacular on Apple Plus? No. Yeah, I'm excited to that, for that. She was at, yeah, Chris I'm excited. has got access to every streaming service that exists. I don't... There's like two things on that fucking thing. Uh, also, <laughs> did you watch the Disney thing along the other day? No. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye! <laughs>